You're listening to SBS News. At Nantian Buddhist Temple in Wollongong, celebrations for Lunar New Year are getting underway. Beginning on February the 10th and held over 15 days, the festivities follow the lunar calendar with people travelling from around Australia to take part. Happy New Year! Well, everyone, Happy New Year happy and the Year of the Dragon. And eat plenty and enjoy. Lord Mayor of Wollongong, Gordon Bradbury, who kicked off the event, told SBS News the festivities are a big part of Australia being a multicultural society. Look, it highlights the cultural diversity in Australia at the present. From my perspective, it enriches us to have different perspectives, different approach to uh, marking the seasons of life, and more specifically, another opportunity to celebrate and enjoy Asian food as well as the chance to get together and do things a little differently from the European tradition. Those sentiments echoed by festival attendees. It's just bring people together. Like you can see today, we've got people from all like different nationality and that's good to bring people together. It's amazing because so many people have like started to recognise the tradition and it's really fun to like see so many people like to like celebrate it. My favourite thing is the same thing that she said. <laughs> For many East Asian communities, Lunar New Year is a big moment on the calendar, seen as a chance to start afresh, reflect and spend time with family and loved ones. Ji Young Lo is the director of the Australian National University Centre for Asian Australian Leadership. Mr Lo says traditions, like gathering with family for the Lunar New Year's Eve feast, are a big part of his upbringing as a Chinese-Australian. Lunar New Year now is very much diverse, it's inclusive, it's representative of the diverse Asian-Australian community that we have here in Australia, and it's great to see the uh, festival being embraced by um, non-Asian-Australians as well, by other um, Australians from different backgrounds. 2024 is the Year of the Dragon, which is considered special as it's the only mythological creature among the 12 animals in the Chinese zodiac. Known to be charismatic and bursting with confidence, those who are born in the Year of the Dragon are said to have the ability to command their presence in the room. Mr Lowe says many children, including himself, grew up learning the legend of the Chinese zodiac told by the ancients. When it comes to forming the Chinese zodiac signs, the Jade Emperor, the Emperor of Heaven in Chinese culture, ordered the gathering of all creatures on Earth and initiated a race between the animals. Twelve animals are said to have answered the call and participated in the race. Now, legend says that the dragon um, apparently was late, um, didn't get up on time um, and came in late into the race, hence why it only made a modest fifth place. Um, you know, I've always sort of, when I was a kid growing up, I always got confused why Dragon came in fifth um, on the calendar in terms of the order, because being a mythical creature, it had vast powers at its disposal. Obviously, it could fly, it could change the weather, it could really, so it has a distinct advantage when it comes to uh, getting the attention um, of uh, you know, it's it's presence, you know, in the zodiac sign. It's also a special year for people who are born under the years of the wood dragon due to the combined nature of the animal and the element. This year for people uh, turning 60 will be a very special year for them um, because it's when you come full circle with your animal sign and your 
element. So um, I guess for all, all the non-dragons, um, it's a chance for us to develop an understanding of what the dragon year would entail because, um, you know, it, it could sort of work for or against you depending on what your animal sign is. And that's the fun of the New Year celebration is learning a bit about that and how your year would shape out based on some of these stories and traditions from the ancients. While traditions differ across the East Asian diaspora, it's often customary to wear red, make dumplings or give money in red packets or envelopes. For me, you know, um, the family gathering at the Lunar New Year's Eve has always been the biggest event. Um, and then what we try and do is um, visit other members of the family um, during the 15 days. Um, we obviously um, exchange um, New Year wishes, um, when we were younger, we, we had the privilege and benefit of getting red envelopes, which, um, you know, always was a good top up to our, um, to our piggy banks. Um, but as you get older, as you get married, you lose that privilege and you start to pass on that privilege to the younger generations. Mr Lowe, a former Labor councillor, is also making a case for allowing employees to swap out their leave for traditional holidays like Christmas in place of celebrations that are culturally relevant to them, like Lunar New Year. So I'm in support of the idea of having Lunar New Year um, as a public holiday, as well as other cultural festivals like Diwali, um, Eid. But it also allows us to send a very positive message that we are indeed a multicultural society and a successful multicultural country. And while Lunar New Year can contribute to broader social cohesion, Dr Shanti Robertson, an adjunct professor at the University of Western Sydney, says they're not a panacea for the bigger issues. Going along once a year to a festival, uh, you know, going and see, to see a dragon boat race or going to go and see some of the decorations that are up around the city, um, that's not really enough to really build a cohesive multicultural community, the everyday connection and effort with your friends and your neighbours and your community and the effort to kind of engage with some of the things that are uncomfortable and that are challenging, that's also really important as well. Hannah Kwon, SBS News.